This is going to be a slightly different episode. I am going to attempt to facilitate for you and your group. This idea came to mind when I was thinking of an old phys ed activity called the bleep test, also known as the multi-stage fitness test or the pacer test, where they would press play on a recorded piece of audio that would place beeps and it would tell you when to run and you had to try to beat those beeps. I put this out there with absolutely no level of arrogance to say that I can facilitate your groups better than you can. You are welcome to just listen to this and gain how I frame activities and run activities. And you could just use these yourself. Or alternatively, if you would like, I can be a guest facilitator for you for a section of time. I'm going to be running three different activities and... I'm going to leave pauses when it gets to certain parts where you can press pause. Hopefully this is beneficial to you. If you like this idea, if you think that this is something I should do more of, please let me know. You can always go to Vertical Playpen on Instagram, send me a message. This music is going to end at the three minute mark. So at three minutes, I'm going to begin facilitating for you and your group. So welcome to Vertical Playpen. My name is Phil and enjoy. Welcome everyone, glad you're all here today. Before we begin, my name is Phil. If I can get you all standing and in a circle, that's our going to be our start position for these activities that we're going to run together. So this first activity is going to see how alert we are at this point in the day. There are three rounds to this activity. Each one is going to get progressively more difficult or more challenging. And you're going to have to pay attention to four instructions in each of these rounds. So in this first one, if I say jump in, I want you to jump in to the center of the circle. And you're going to do that with two feet. Now that's not two feet in distance, but using your two feet. And you can also regulate that to whatever you feel comfortable. If you want to take a step, that's fine. If you want to take a jump, that's awesome. So if I say jump in, I want you to jump into the center of the circle. If I say jump out, I want you to jump away from the center. If I say jump left, I want you to jump to your left. And if I say jump right, I want you to jump to your right. 
If you need to flick up the L's now and make sure you know your lefts and rights, please do so. Because in this round, it's very evident when you make a mistake because you're going to end up jumping into somebody else. So let's begin. Jump in. Jump out. Jump in. Jump out. Shake it all about. Thank you to all of those people who shook it all about. Uh, this is definitely a playful group. And if you didn't jump, then this isn't a playful group. But thank you for being here either way. Jump left. Jump right. Jump in. Jump out. Jump out. Jump left. Jump right. Jump in. Jump out. Jump left. Jump left. Round of applause, everyone. Okay, let's move on now to round number two. Now, before we move on to that round, I want to just frame it a little bit differently. So in this previous round, we were doing things that were familiar to us, things that we understood, jumping in, jumping out. And yes, we may have made mistakes along the way. So in this round, we're going to change it up slightly. There's going to be some alteration, some adaptation that we need to be able to do. So the likelihood of us making mistakes is greater. Now, this can relate to the last previous few years where we've had to adapt the way that we interact with each other. We've had to be more aware that people are adapting at different paces and different speeds. And because of that, we have to be much more aware of how we react to people in those moments. So we'll probably end up making mistakes, and that's completely normal in this round. So in this round, what I want us to do is you are now going to do exactly what I tell you to do, but I want you to shout out the opposite. So if I said jump in, I want you to jump in, but you're going to yell out, jump out. And the same for all of the others. So do what I tell you to do and shout the opposite. Okay, here we go. Jump in. I just want to note that this is the reason I do this activity. The response that you all had, everyone shouting jump out, that sense of community as we do something that's unique and different. I think that's super cool. So let's continue. Jump out. Jump in. Jump in. Here come some hard ones. Jump left. And yep, I totally uh, noticed that people make mistakes and good job everyone for continuing on. Jump right. Jump in. Jump left. Jump right. Jump right. Jump in. Jump right. Jump right. Jump right. Jump right. Round of applause with a question mark, everyone. Great job, everyone. 
So before we move on, hands up if you, in that round, ever made a mistake. And keep your hands up for me and just have a look all around the circle to see that you are not alone in making mistakes. Lots of people do it. I think it's a good thing to acknowledge when we do those things that we aren't alone. I also want to think about what happened there towards the end. I repeated the same action. I said jump right over and over. I did it four times in a row. And notice that we made improvement. So as we go in today and we acquire skills, either through connecting with each other or some of the other activities we do today, know that repetition is really important. In experiential education, which is the way that we're learning here, learning through our experiences and having the opportunity to reflect and think upon them and act in a different way moving forward, we're able to see that repetition can be helpful. So know that you may make mistakes the first time you try something, but we will be trying certain things again so that we can see if we can improve upon them. It's all a part of the learning process, and so lean into that. So we're going to move on now to the final round. What I deem as the most challenging, some people might find this easier, and that's okay too. But in this last round, what we're going to do is I want you now to say what I say, but you're going to do the opposite. As an example, if I said jump in, I want you all to yell out, jump in, but you're going to jump out. So you're going to say what I say and do the opposite. Say what I say and do the opposite. No, even I have to repeat this one a lot because this is a hard one to facilitate and also get right. So say what I say and do the opposite. Here we go. Jump out. Jump in. Jump left. Jump left. Jump in. Jump out. Jump in. Jump left. Jump left. Jump right. Jump in. Jump left. Jump left. Jump left. Jump left, and finally, jump right. Round of applause once again. Great job, everyone. So, in final reflection, note that sometimes when we adapt to a change in our environment, or a change of a group, or a change of activity, we have to relearn some of those behaviors that are going to improve us as a group. And some of those are realizing even though we progress, even though we went from round one to round two and improved, and we got to a point where we were good, that round three came along and it changed everything again. And we had to go all the way back to having to have that early step in the process, which means that sometimes we make mistakes again. So a couple of things that you can learn from this activity. First of all is the ability to adapt to a changing environment and also our awareness on making mistakes and how either we react to those mistakes but also how we react to other people making mistakes and how do we feel like we're supporting them. Are we doing that by laughing at them? If they're laughing are we laughing with them 
Or do we just move on and try to role model how to improve by giving them advice, giving them guidance, and improving as a group through repetition? So thank you so much for playing Jump In and Jump Out with me today. Hope you found it fun. Hope it energized us. And it may also tell you something about how alert you are today as we move on to a new activity. Now, regardless of your familiarity with people in this group, this activity will probably help you learn something new about the people that are with you to the left and the right of you. What I'm going to have you do is in a moment, you are going to find yourself a partner. And with your partner, what's going to happen is you are going to introduce yourself to your partner. Now, in this process, you're going to have one minute to do an introduction. You can introduce anything you want about yourself to your partner. In that one minute, it's uninterrupted. So when you are sharing, your partner is just listening. After one minute, I'm going to call out one minute, at which point you will swap and your partner will then begin introducing themselves to you and you will do the same thing. You will just listen. After that minute is done, I will then explain what happens in round number two. So at this moment, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to find yourself a partner. Ready, set, go. Excellent. 30 seconds is up. You should have a partner now. If you don't, raise your hand so you can see someone else who maybe needs a partner and then you can find yourself a partner. If you've got odd number, um, either your staff member can become a partner or you can get into trios. At this stage, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say go in a moment, at which point the first partner is going to share. Remember, after a minute, I am going to then say one minute and have you swap who's introducing. Okay. At this stage... We are ready, set, go. Okay, so one minute has passed. So if you have just finished introducing, you're now going to listen and the new partner is going to share. Ready, set, go.
Okay, so at this stage, we have wrapped up. So if you're still finishing up, please finish up that conversation. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds now. Okay, so in that first round, what were some of the things that you introduced to your partner? Hands up if you've got something and your staff member at this stage can call out a few people to answer what were the things that you just discussed with your partner. Press pause now and press play when your discussion has concluded. Okay, thank you so much for sharing. So my assumption, and once again, I wasn't able to hear because I'm not here with you, but my assumption is that it was maybe elevator speech um, introductions, aka your name, uh, where you're from, the kind of work that you do, maybe some of your hobbies. So those are the things that maybe were shared in those first in that first round. What we're going to do now is I'm going to ask you to find a brand new partner. Once you've found a brand new partner, you are then going to do the exact same thing again. You're each going to have a minute to be able to introduce yourself to that partner, except that in this round, you can mention nothing that you mentioned in the previous round. Other than your name, you cannot share any of the other information. So if you'd previously shared uh, where you work or where you're from, you can no longer say those things. You'll have a new minute to fill time with an introduction about yourself that does not include anything that you've previously discussed. Okay, at this stage, ready, set, go. One minute. So at this stage, your partner is now going to share. Okay, awesome. So now we've had the opportunity to share twice. 
This time around, I'm going to ask the exact same question. What were some of the things that you shared this time around in your introductions? And then the second question is how did they differ from that first round in their qualities? What about them was different? Press pause now and press play when your discussion has concluded. Once again, I'm going to make it a, an assumption on what was shared, but in most cases, this second introduction is deeper than the first one. So instead of some of the what's about you, you may have discussed some of the why's behind choices that you've made in your life about why you do certain things instead of sometimes the what's. And if you did share any what's, they would just be deeper versions of what's, some more nuanced stuff that maybe you hadn't shared in the past in introductions. The reason I think that this is a good activity is that we start to become aware of those initial introductions, how honestly they don't have much content to them and aren't that helpful. Knowing your job descriptions or knowing where you're from only gives a small amount of context to who you are as a person and there's not much relatability. Most of the times when we connect with people, we connect because we have similarities, things that we have in common with other people. And unless you are born in the exact same location, there's not much to go off in terms of those basic introductions. So my encouragement to you all is to go deeper when you're having those conversations and start talking about less of the what's and more of the why's when we are connecting. Okay, so this final activity is a little lighter of an activity. Once again, we're going to have you stand in a circle and there is going to be movement in this activity. This is a, a, an old classic of an activity and it's called the right family vacation. Now, how this is going to work is in a moment, I'm going to begin reading a story. If you hear me say the word left, I want you to jump to your left or step to your left. An alternative to this activity is that you could have a fleece ball or an object that you could pass to the left. And whenever you hear me say the word right, you're going to pass the object or move to your right. Here is the start of the story. One day, the Wright family decided to take a vacation. The first thing they had to decide was who would be left at home since there was not enough room in the Wright family car for all of them. Mr. Wright decided Aunt Linda Wright would be the one left at home. Of course, this made Aunt Linda Wright so mad that she left the house immediately yelling, it will be a right cold day before I return. The Wright family now bundled up the children, Tommy Wright, Susan Wright, Timmy Wright, and Shelley Wright, and got into the car and left. Unfortunately, as they turned out of the driveway, someone had left a trash can in the street, so they had to turn right around and stop the car. They told Tommy Wright to get out of the car and move the trash can so they could get going. Tommy took so long, they almost left him on the street. Once the Wright family got on the road, 
Mother Wright wondered if she had left the stove on. Father Wright told her not to worry. He had checked the stove and she had not left it on. As they turned right at the corner, everyone started to think about other things they may have left undone. No need to worry now, they were off on a right fine adventure. When they arrived at the gas station, Father Wright put gas in the car and then discovered that he had left his wallet at home. So Timmy Wright ran home to get the money that was left behind. After Timmy had left, Susan Wright started to feel sick. She left the car saying she had to throw up. This of course got Mother Wright's attention and she left the car in a hurry. Shelley Wright wanted to watch Susan get sick, so she left the car too. Father Wright was left with Tommy Wright, who was playing a game in the back seat. With all this going on, Father Wright decided that this was not the right time to take a vacation, so he gathered up all the family and left the gas station as quickly as he could. When he arrived home, he turned left into the driveway and said, I wish the Wright family had never left the house today. The end. So thank you for engaging in the activity. The aim of this is to focus on our ability to listen, our patience, and our overall teamwork as we support each other through that process of the jumping. Thank you so much for participating. Hope this maybe re-energized you as a group. I hope you found these activities connecting and engaging as well. I'm going to hand back over now to your main facilitator. Thank you for giving me the time to join you in this program, and I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. So there you have it. There is a selection of activities facilitated by me that you may have found helpful or you may have not. Either way, you can take those activities and use them with your group. Take some of my framing, some of my reflection and utilize that if you would like. If you think this is worthwhile and you want me to do another episode like this, then please let me know. You can always go to at Vertical Playpen. That's on Instagram and you can send me a message or you can email me at podcast at high five adventure. That's H-I-G-H, the number five adventure.org. And you can let me know there too. If you don't want any more of these, you can also let me know that as well. And I am completely fine with that. This was a bit of an experimentation of using audio in a slightly different way. Anyway, thanks so much. I hope you are staying safe this summer or this spring and this summer, and you have a great summer. And please stay connected. Thanks for listening to Vertical Playtime. And then what about... Thanks for listening to High Five's podcast. Can you do it? Okay, try. Thanks for giving. I think I'll pass the guy. <laughs>